in the Shell, episode 30, BMstad. My name is Dan Washko, and I will be your host today. As always, I'd like to thank Hacker Public Radio for hosting the website and the audio files. Head on over to hackerpublicradio.org, check out all the fantastic episodes over there, and consider contributing to Hacker Public Radio by doing your own episode on any little geeky topic your heart desires. Today we're going to talk about VMstat, and before we do that, we need to talk a little bit about virtual memory and virtual memory management and how that all works. Virtual memory is is a mechanism by which it allows for the uh, allocation of more RAM than you or more memory than you physically have. Uh, it's a, a management system whereby instead of uh, a application directly going straight to RAM and the operating system managing straight directly in the RAM between the RAM and the op process, <clears throat> what actually happens is there's something called, um, uh, it goes into a virtual pager, a virtual memory page space, so that when its uh, memory is divided up into what are called pages. So a page... Um, of memory is given to a uh, process and what the operating system does is it maps the actual process, the, uh, the page, uh, through what's called a virtual memory page table to a location of the physical location of the memory. Now that physical location could go directly into RAM or it could go to a, a virtual memory space which is like on your hard disk uh, in your swap partition or file, it's uh, generally considered slower. So the way that this <clears throat> theoretically works is you have a lot of processes running, all uh, require an allocation of, of memory. And some of those processes may be suspended or idle or you know not running at the time, so the operating system, to free up some space, some memory, instead of having to close those processes down, can page out, so to speak, the memory, uh, instead of being in RAM, can page it out to being on the hard drive. Now, of course, that kind of memory on the hard drive is uh, significantly slower than it is accessing memory from RAM. So the idea is that processes that are idle or inactive or are not currently being processed the operating system can or might, might be even waiting for like io to happen can page that out to um the disk the virtual memory and allow another process to al have allocation of the physical ram that that was taken up now again we use some words there like paging and swapping and what a page is and what a swap is are, are two different things. <clears throat> Swapping is when you take the entire process, all that that allocated to the process, the physical memory, and you put that into virtual memory. 
Okay. What paging is, on the other hand, is only when you take portions of that process and put uh, page it out to uh, virtual memory. And the act of doing either one of those is called page out or page in. A page out is when you write a page to virtual memory, and a page in is when you read a page from virtual memory back into the system, into regular memory. Now, that's all normal behavior, paging. An operating system does that to optimize uh, resource allocation. But if you're seeing excessive paging, uh, that could be an indication that whatever you're doing, uh, you do not have enough resources to, in your system, devoted to your system, to be able to handle the tasks or the processes that you want to run. All right, so if you're seeing uh, especially excessive paging out, that is when a page goes, is being read from machine from memory and pushing it out to uh, virtual memory. If you're seeing a lot of that, that's probably a good indication that keeps increasing that whatever you're doing on your system has way too much load than it can handle. And VMstat is an application that allows you to monitor the whole virtual memory process and hopefully ferret out some trouble areas and be an identifier of what's going on. Now VMstat gathers its information from a few files under the proc directory. Now the proc directory is a pseudo file system that is created and maintained by the kernel at boot time and while it's running. So it holds information in there about the running system, your process IDs, you can go in there and see all sorts of different information, your hardware, a lot of nifty uh, bits of uh, information can be gathered from there. Now what VMstat looks at are a couple of things in there. One is proc VM or sorry, proc mem info. And that mem info holds information about the memory usage on the system. Um, mem info is also used by the free program and a few other app, uh, utilities out there. But mem info is information about memory usage on the system. Then there's uh, proc stat and that's uh, a file lists the kernel and system statistics. Now the contents of this file depend on what version of the kernel you are using and if you want to see what uh, entries may be in there check out uh, man5 proc and it'll show you the, what the entries are in there and what they mean. And then if you go under uh, slash proc some process ID pid and slash stat now that shows the status information for that specific running process. And again, like uh, stat, uh, man5proc will list what those um, processes may be in that file. Then there's the final one, uh, slab info, proc slab info. Now this file contains information about the kernel caches. And unlike uh, most of the other files in the proc file system, this is only readable by a privileged user or root. Okay, um, so you can see uh, man5slab info for more information. But that contains the kernel cache information. So, VMstat. There is a lot of information packed into this application, the output of this application. And we're going to touch a little bit upon that information and talk about some of the switches. Um, by default, you run VMstat. It produces uh, two lines of output. Well, actually three. Uh, in a t it's data in a table-like format. And what you get is the information presented to you in a summary from the last boot, from your last reboot or boot. Okay, so you have uh, the first two columns are they break it down into 
uh, memory, swap, I.O., system, and CPU. Those are different categories. And under each one of those ca- – I'm sorry, I missed one. Pro- processes is the first one. Uh, so each one of those categories has uh, some columns underneath it, which I'm going to talk about. Now, processes, this is process information. These are about processes running on your system. That's not anywhere near the level of information you get from top, but all this basically tells you is two values. There's an R column and a B. The one, the R column is the number of runnable processes that are running or waiting for runtime. Now, what a runnable process is, is a process that is waiting for the CPU to run. Uh, the schedule determines what runnable processes to send to the CPU. So it's a process that's ready to be run and it's waiting for the CPU. The next one, B, is the number of processes in an uninterruptible sleep. Now, the process that is in an uninterruptible sleep is waiting on a hardware condition to be able to complete. While it's in this state, it cannot be interrupted. All right, so it will list any of those processes in that state. A lot of times you might see a zero or you might see a few low numbers in these values here. Um, but that's for the current. It's not an, uh, an aggregate of all processes from the boot, but it's in the current state of where your system's at. Next section is memory. This is memory information about physical and virtual. Well, it's about virtual memory. Uh, what this shows you, the first column, is swapped. That's the amount of virtual memory being used that is block or disk storage. It's using block or disk storage for memory. It's not using your physical RAM. Then you have free. Now this is the amount of idle memory in the system. Now the idle memory is, is memory that is no longer used by a process but still has information in it. Um, so it's information in this memory management that hasn't been reclaimed yet. Then you have buffers. And that's uh, the amount of memory being used by buffers. Buffers are raw disk blocks that store information from a process that is not related to the file data or information. It's information like permissions, file location, and stuff like that. That's what buffers are used for. This tells you how much memory is being used for buffers. And then there's cache. And that's the amount of memory being used for the cache, which stores the actual file data and information for a process. So it breaks it down into those there, swap, free, buffer, and cache. Then you have a section called swap information. That's about swap file and partition or partition usage. What that shows you there are two values, SI and SO. Okay, uh, SI actually means pages swapped in from disk at that time, and SO is the amount of pages swapped out from the disk. So that's the page in and page out information that you have right there. That's that's probably one of the critical areas to look at. If you're seeing excessively high numbers right there, that's a good indication that there is a uh, your system is not performing adequately. Uh, either you do not have enough resources or you have processes that are uh, causing problems. <clears throat> I.O. information. This is a little bit of information uh, input-output information pertaining to data transfer between block devices. So BI is blocks uh, received from a block device, that's blocks in, and BO is blocks written out to a block device that uh, it's written out. So it's B, uh, blocks in, received, so it's input from a block device and output. So that's uh, I.O. right there. Next is system information. This is basic overall system information. Uh, it, there's only two values you're seeing in here. One is, by default, one is in, which is the number of interrupts per second. Now, it includes the clock interrupt. Now, what an interrupt is, is a signal by a hardware device or a process 
that demands the CPU stop whatever it is currently processing and switch attention to that device or process that is uh, raising the interrupt. So the, cur the, the kernel is running, the CPU is running, uh, an application says, whoa, I need something done immediately, raises an interrupt, and it interrupts whatever process. That's what an interrupt is. Now this is context switch is what CS is the next one. <clears throat> this shows you number of context switches per second. What a context switch is, is when a CPU has to stop and store the state of the current process it is working on, uh, in a, store it so that it can be restored later, and at a later time, to uh, fulfill an interrupt or a, a process that needs to take place immediately, or when it is finished processing whatever that interrupted process, the process interrupted was do, needed, uh, returning that restored process to an active state. That's a context switch. Then you have CPU information. Uh, it talks about some information of process or utilization of the CPU. Uh, the first value is US. That is user time. That represents CPU time spent running non-kernel code, like your processes, your applications that are running, uh, non-system calls, stuff like uh, it's it's non-system call related processing. Then you have uh, system time, which represents uh, time the CPU spends running system calls related to the kernel um, and how the kernel is utilizing the CPU. Then you have idle, which is uh, represents idle time. That's when the CPU is not currently processing a request. Now, this doesn't mean that there are no processes running. It's just that no processes, requ processes are requiring the CPU. Um, now, this does not include uh, I.O. wait. Then you have wait, which represents wait time where a CPU is waiting for an input-output operation to complete. Now, I covered a lot of those uh, latter values in the top when I talked about top, so maybe somewhat of a refresher there of how some of this works. Now, VMstat reports, like I said, by default, from the last time you booted your system uh, summary to where you currently are. It has another mode, which may be more valuable, for monitoring your system um, during a, if you're trying to ferret out a problem, you think you have an application that's causing issues, you can monitor your system instead of doing a summary from last time. You can pass uh, two values to VMstat. The first value is a delay value in seconds. So if you if you pass a number, it has to be a positive integer. If you pass a positive integer to VMstat, like two, what that'll do is uh, it'll run VMstat with a delay of two seconds, and it'll run it infinitely. So you'll have, uh, it'll just keep reporting the values every two seconds. It'll keep going. If you put five, it'll report it every five seconds. So it's a delay. The second value you can pass to it is a count. So total number of cycles that VMstat will run for. So if you pass the VMstat 5, 10, what that would do is a delay of five and a count of 10. So it would run VMstat, wait five seconds, Run it, you know, run it again, give you the values again, and it continuously do that every five seconds for 10 iterations. So you can have VMstat report. VMstat by default shows values in kilobytes. That's uh, 1024 bytes. You can change that with the capital S switch, dash capital S or dash dash unit, and one of the four following values. 
K, lowercase k, is for 1,000 bytes. Uppercase k is the default, which is 1,024 bytes. Lowercase m is for uh, mega, but it's actually 1 million bytes. And uppercase m, or megabytes, is for 1,048,576 bytes. It's, it's the 1,024 kilobytes, uh, which are going there, roughly. Now, when you change the value of the unit, it doesn't affect certain columns. It doesn't affect the, uh, this, the IO and the swap columns. It doesn't affect, uh, swap in, swap out, or block in, or block out. Be aware of that. Now, VMware, VMstat, when it's running, if you're watching it, if you just let it go indefinitely, when it reaches the top, like when it'll scroll up the screen, the, the header information right there that shows you the columns, when that header information scrolls off the top, it will reprint that header information again so you can, you know, be aware of what columns you are. You can suppress that with the dash N or the dash dash one dash header switch. So it won't show that. There are a few more switches to uh, increase the amount of information being reported. One is the dash A or dash dash active switch which will show you the active or inactive memory information. This introduces two new fields that replace the memory buffer and cache statistics. Okay, so inactive memory is it reports inactive page memory. An inactive page is a page that is no longer in use. Now, inactive pages can be in one of three states. First state is dirty. Now, this is when a page is no longer in use but has data that has been changed and it needs to actually be written to disk. So it's no longer being used has new data, needs to be written to the disk. Laundered, this is the interim state for a dirty page where it is having the contents move from memory onto disk. It's an interim state. Then clean. This is a state where either an act, inactive page does not have any changed data or a dirty page has completed the laundered process and it's ready to be um, deallocated. So they're clean, inactive pages that can be deallocated. And then you have active memory, and this is the amount of pages in memory that are currently in use in the virtual memory. If you run VMstat with the dash S, lowercase s, or dash dash stat switch, instead of getting that table, that uh, default table format where you have the processes uh, or the what's being listed uh, at the top and then the values underneath it, it can print out a statistical information where it's a, another table, but in this time there are only uh, essentially two two columns. The first column are, is the values, and the second column is what those values represent. Okay, they're essentially the same information that you've seen before, but just displayed in a different format more human readable because instead of abbreviations, you're getting like it's showing you total memory. Uh, and it shows you like kilobytes of total memory, um, how much used memory, active memory, inactive memory. So essentially the same information in kind of a more readable mode. But you cannot, uh, it will not allow you to do cycles. So you can't um, indefinitely run this. You can't provide a delay or a count. It won't delay or it won't count. It just runs once. VMstat will allow you to display I.O. information or disk information with the dash D or dash dash disk. And that 
totally changes the output of VMstat to show um, replacing default memory system, CPU, and processing information with the following columns. Reads. <clears throat> total. This is the total, the first value is the total number of successful reads completed from the disk. Then you have merged. This is the total number of group reads that resulted in one complete I.O. So all the reads that were uh, resulted in one complete I.O. Sectors is the total number of sectors that were read successfully off the disk. And then MS is the total number of milliseconds that were spent reading from the disk. Then you have writes. It's kind of same information. Total equals the total number of writes completed successfully. Merged is the total number of group writes that completed successfully, resulting in one I.O. input-output. Sectors are the total number of sectors that were successfully written to, and MS is the total number of milliseconds spent writing to the disk. Then the final group of information is I.O., and current reports any current I.O. in process or in progress, and S reports the seconds spent for, uh, the current, for the, any I.O. that's currently in process. Now, disk information is reported on a per-block device basis, uh, but you can just specifically list partition information by using the dash P or the dash dash partition switch and specifying the partition. So, again, if you had a, a device uh, mounted, if you had like SDA1, SDA2, SDA3, uh, when you run it with the dash D, VMstat is going to show you the aggregate information of that block device. Whereas if you want to see the individual partition information, you would do vmstat dash p slash dev slash sda1 or, or the uh, list of partitions that you want to see. And it, and it shows you um, the default output is replaced with the report on the partition listed. So you get uh, reads, which is the total number of reads completed successfully from the partition. Read sectors was the total number of reads successfully completed from the partition, total number of sectors read. Writes is the total number of successful writes to partition. And requests of writes is the total number of requests made to the partition. So uh, there's some bit more information on there. Now, like the uh, standard VM output for statistical information, the dash D, capital D, or dash dash disk dash sum switch will give you a, a aggregate information, like the, the dash S, or dash dash stat will for the memory information, virtual memory information, where you'll see the same disk information presented in a different format that's more human readable. And again, like the uh, dash dash stat, dash capital D, will not accept count or delay. There is a dash F or dash dash fork switch that will display the total number of forks since the last reboot. Uh, values are forks are, uh, fork is a call that duplicates a current process. The child process gets a new process ID and has its parent process ID set to the process ID of the process it forked from. Okay, so it's just a, essentially a duplicate of a current process that is a child of the process it forked from. A virtual fork is similar to a fork, but when a process creates a virtual fork, though, the process the vfork was created from is temporarily suspended until the child process exits. So while as a fork allows a parent process to continue on, a virtual fork suspends the parent process. 
Then there's a clone. A clone is uh, is similar to a fork, but a clone uh, allows the new process to share a part of the execution contents with the calling process. Normally, a fork or virtual fork has its own resources um, or context, whereas a clone can share a context with the parent or the process it was cloned from. Uh, like this, like uh, the, some of the other summary information, this doesn't allow you to use a counter or a cycle. VMstat has the ability to report on slab information using the dash M or dash dash slab switch. Uh, you must use this as a run this as a privileged account. It will not allow you to do it as a normal user. So that means either root or sudo. You need to access it, and it doesn't do uh, allow for count or delay on this. It presents all the slab information in a in a table format. It's a little more human readable because it's not using abbreviations, but you have a couple of columns that it shows. Um, it shows cache is the name of the cache being reforwarded. That's the first column. The next column is num is the number of currently active objects in the cache. The third column is total, which is the total number of available objects in this cache. Size is the size of each object in the cache. And pages is the total number of pages with at least one active object associated with that cache. So that's how you can get some slab information on there. <clears throat> VMstat is a very, very condensed, highly informational application. To understand the output of VMstat and to understand how to use the tool, you have to understand how what, what virtual memory is and the processing of virtual memories. Hopefully, this has given you a cursory understanding of how virtual memory operates. It's about allocating your system's resources, particularly memory, uh, physical RAM as best as possible by by providing a a virtual interface to memory whereby it allows instead of accessing RAM directly it accesses a page uh, virtual pages of RAM that are mapped by a page table virtual page table to uh, the actual resources in either physical RAM or into uh, virtual memory like on a disk or swap file or swap partition. Um, when you start seeing excessive use of virtual memory as opposed to physical memory, VMstat might be a good indicator that you know your system's slowing down, that that's what's actually happening by looking at the values we discussed. Head on over to the website, linuxinashell.org. Uh, I have the full write-up there, but a lot of really good resources linked to in the bibliography. That goes into a lot of detail on virtual memory, understanding virtual memory and virtual memory management, what interrupts are, what processes, what it processes, how that's all defined, uh, and, and check it out. Thanks a lot. This has been Linux in the Shell for episode 30 for using VMstat. My name's Dan Washko. Thank you, and thank Hacker Public Radio for providing the space. Have a great day. Thank you. 
You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HPR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.